suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother J.S. to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and yet we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today we continue the story of Donkey Do What Donkeys Do. Adieu. Part six. This is a story of a French man, a naive French man, a donkey, Bridget Bardot, and a gardener. Hmm. In 1973, Bridget Bardot gave up the ghost with respect to all aspects of the entertainment business of which she had been a real worldwide star and retired outside Saint-Tropez on the French Riviera where she resided, resided on a large country estate. Sixteen years later, a good neighbor of Miss Bardot's, a friend by the name of Jean-Pierre Manavet, learned he was to be called away from his home for an extended period of time due to an unavoidable business necessity. And, and Miss Bardot, having become aware of Mr. Manavet's need to travel for a rather extended period of time, and knowing her neighbor had a donkey named Charlie and that the Charlie needed caring for while Mr. Manavet was to be away, Miss Bardot most graciously offered to tend to Charlie to care for him during Mr. Manavet's extended absence as she too owned, well, sorry, she too herself was a proud guardian herself of a donkey. And Mr. Manavet then kindly accepted the gracious offer of his neighbor. What a relief, but little did this poor guy, this poor naive Frenchman know, no way could he possibly imagine the risk he was now about to run by leaving his beloved donkey Charlie to the care of a world-famous longtime celebrity hottie of a neighbor, an animal rights ethicist, no less, and herself an animal guardian. Yeah, yeah. Now, from Mr. Manavet's point of view, how much better could it possibly get than this? Channeling his his inner Bob Marley, don't worry, be happy. That had to be his mindset. Charlie and he had lucked into this most fortunate development. Couldn't get any better than this. His beloved donkey, Charlie, would no longer need be worried about Mr. Manavit needn't fret about having to board Charlie somewhere with, you know, unknown strangers, hiring some, somebody that perhaps was unreliable to come in every day and care for Charlie. Because, well, now, because his good fortune, it had, it had all shined on him, had it not? His longtime neighbor, friend, and devoted animal rights ethicist, no less, one Bridget Bardot would care for his cherished Charlie while he was gone the whole time. Away on that extended business trip, he could now focus solely on the business at hand, knowing Charlie was in good hands. He was safe. What a relief. Perfecto. Or as the French might say, parfait. 
As you know, as with that Allstate jingle, uh, Mr. Van Manavet and Charlie now were in good hands, or, or I guess if you prefer State Farm's jingle, like a good neighbor, Bardo was there. Or still, maybe still, Lil Wayne is for you, you know, who would later rap, no worries. But as the ancient Greek tragedian Sophocles had warned audiences so ominously, 2,500 years ago, let no matter, no man consider himself lucky until he lies in the grave. No, no truer words have ever been written. And this goes for, for Mr. Manavet, Charlie, and I guess for donkeys in general. Well, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself over my skis a bit here. Backing up just a tad for a moment. Mr. Manavet is off on business. Charlie is stabled over at Bridget Bardot's estate. I mean, really, how good is life on Saint-Tropez? It, it should be straight dope, to quote you know, Omar in The Wire. And after some unknown period of time had transpired, and Mr. Manavet had concluded his business affairs, he headed home. He returned home to his estate on the French Riviera where he had long resided. Now, despite the fact that Mr. Manavet was a French man, I am 100% positive, and I would bet my life's fortune, my net worth on this, that not once, either while traveling nor upon his return home to his estate in southern France, never once had, had Mr. Manavet had his attention ever drift to thinking about the works of the 17th century French writer, poet, dramatist, Jean-Baptiste Moliere. Nor Moliere's axiom. Man, I can assure you, is a nasty creature. That's what Moliere said. And I'm going to bet that Mr. Manavet had never thought about it. No, he had not, and not once. And why should he? And, he, and even less likely, in my opinion, I, I mean, uh, surely not once even. And why, and why would he have done so? Had, had Mr. Manavet's thoughts wandered so, so far as to think upon, you know, cogitate over or unearth the pessimistic writings, the musing of that ultra-depressive, misanthropic philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer, whom had written on perhaps one of his brighter days, surely, you know, the totally, the totally bleak insight. We will we will gradually become indifferent to what goes on in the minds of other people when we acquire a knowledge of the superficial nature of their thoughts, the narrowness of their views, and number of their errors. Whoever attaches a lot of value to the opinion of others pays them too much honor. Oh, God. The, these ruminations of Moliere and Schopenhauer, no matter, no matter how brilliant these men might have been, they would suck the life, you know, the juice out of any room. You wouldn't want to be getting drunk with these two depressives. No, you would not. They lived in such dark world. Jesus. 
So, so no, Mr. Manavit, away on his business, business trip, he wasn't reflecting on the lives of these two pessimists, their words, their axioms, their warnings, because they only thought the worst of people. And Mr. Manavit was in good hands, was he not? And he was in a good mood, and why shouldn't he be? He was on his way to see Bridget Bardot and his beloved Charlie. I mean, how good is life? I surmise Mr. Manavet merely returned home only long enough to, say, have un unpacked a few of his things <clears throat> before, before heading over to the Bardot estate to thank Brigitte for her kindness and to retrieve Charlie and bring him home. But, but sometimes... The shock of recognition is the greatest shock of all. And in this particular case, I think this is true, as you will see. For Mr. Manvet, I am thinking, nothing in his life might have been as traumatizing or as shocking to Mr. Manvet, excluding perhaps <laughs> no, only, only his own birth, you know, as, as to what he'd experienced in the next few moments. For immediately, and I mean immediately upon sight of Charlie, Mr. Manavet realized with stunning, stunning clarity, something was very wrong, very, very wrong here. I, 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 do, I do not remember reading anywhere about Mr. Manavet's first thoughts upon first seeing his beloved Charlie. He, he may not even remember them, they were not recorded in the transcript of the trials that followed. That much I do know for a fact. And Mr. Manavet, indeed, he may well have blocked them out. You know, we sometimes, you know, forget things we want to remember. And then sometimes we remember things we may ought want to forget. And PTSD may well have played a significant role in this particularly startling case involving Mr. Manavet and Charlie. In any event, suffice it to say, Mr. Manavet's first thoughts probably are unfortunately as lost to history as are most of the plays of those ancient Greek tragedians. You know, to our everlasting loss, by the way. But I am positive, I am positive the words of American recluse author J.D. Salinger never for a moment popped into Mr. Manavet's mind, even for a moment, at that moment. Salinger had once written, among other things, you'll find that you're not the first person who is ever confused and frightened and even sickened by human behavior. You're by no means alone on that score. You'll be excited and stimulated to know many, many men have been just as troubled morally and spiritually as you are right now. And I don't doubt for one moment, however, that were Mr. Manavet alive, would he, would, were he alive today, he would not disagree that J.D. Salinger was onto something about the human condition. Damn straight. When Salinger had written those words, expressing such pessimistic sentiments as he had. And based on what later transpired, Mr. Manavet he had been stunned, shocked, um, dismayed, angered, and beyond pissed off. He was infuriated to see that while he had been out of town on that business trip and Charlie was under Bridget Bardot's care, 
that animal rights animal rights activist, animal rights ethicist, that while he, Charlie was under her under her care, I swear to God, Charlie had been castrated. <laughs> oh my God. A rather nonchalant, callous, bored even, Miss Bardot, the noted world-famous animal rights ethicist, attempted to explain in, in very simplistic terms such that her less enlightened neighbor, Mr. Manovit, might understand why she had done to Charlie what had to be done. There simply existed no options. To, to an incensed Mr. Manovit, she explained that while he had been out of town on business, Charlie, his donkey, had been sexually harassing and molesting Miss Bardot's female donkey, Mimosa, on several occasions, as it turns out. Oh, yes, he had. And worse yet, Charlie had refused to take no for an answer. The donkey. As a result, Miss Bardot continued, she could not allow a female to continue to be serially, sexually harassed and molested by a male. She simply had no choice in the matter, none whatsoever, uh, but to, to, to put an end permanently all the repeated sexual harassment Mimosa had been forced to endure and that she personally had witnessed all the sexual abuse. You know, Sometimes in life, there, 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 there comes a time in life that one must act and one must stand up to injustice, meet force with force. And for too long, the male of the species has just dominated the female of the species. And Bridget Bardot knew all about such inequities and injustices and harassment and molestation. She knew firsthand domination and submission, subordination. Life had taught Bridget Bardot that sometimes one must simply say no more to abuse. Bullies respect nothing but opposing force. And just how might an animal rights ethicist respond in such horrible moments when sexual harassment is clearly on view? The evidence exists. Charlie's intentions were clearly on display. Boy, were they. He was a donkey. You can only imagine. Well, we'll address all that in our next episode of Donkey Do. What Donkeys Do. I do. Hey, thanks for listening. Tell her I've changed, become a new 
I promise I will and I know that I can When did the skies change, when did they turn black How am I ever gonna get myself back The sea is now boiling and I'm getting cold I've lost my sails, got to find a way home Alone in my boat, I think of my wife Lost in a drift on the high seas of life Years from tomorrow, days from the land Nothing can save me unless fate lends a hand Storm it is worse than I no control The wind and the waves are taking I look to the stars, there's none I can see I'm afraid fate, she has answered me Only moments my story will end There was a story I wanted to send Oh, how I dream for the calm of the sea A beautiful face smiling back at me the sea is boiling and I'm getting cold I've lost my sails, got to find a way home When did the skies change, when did they turn black? How am I ever gonna get myself back? Alone in my boat, I think of my wife I'm lost in a drift on the high seas of life when did the skies change? When did they turn back? How am I ever gonna get myself back? Alone in my boat, I think of my wife I'm lost in a drift on the high